The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Welcome into Fireside Chats. This is episode seven, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. You can follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. That's K I S T. You know, Fireside Chats is one of my favorite series on this network, possibly for selfish reasons, but I hope you enjoy it too because I've gotten to talk with some amazing guests that include former NFL players, leading minds in the analytics business, quarterback gurus, and more. And today I got to speak with a friend of mine who is doing amazing work this season. And I trust his fantasy and betting advice because the guy knows his stuff front and back. So I hope you enjoy this chat with Elliot Christ of TheQuantEdge.com as we talk about what his site has to offer to you from a betting perspective. And we're also going to help you set your lineup for week 11 of NFL action. I had a great time with my dude. I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's kick it over to that right now. And joining me today is Elliot Christ. Follow him on Twitter at Elliot Christ. That's one T on Elliot, and it's C-R-I-S-T. He does work over at thequantedge.com. That's Q-U-A-N-T. And he's here to make us some bread this weekend. Elliot, how are you holding up with the weather there in the uh, New Jersey area? I saw you tweeting out about a uh, blizzard recently. Yeah, it was fun to get eight inches of snow on November 15th. My girlfriend lives in the same town. And it took her five hours to commute home yesterday. There ended up being fires in the town. There was like 20 car accidents. You could not move around. So yesterday was a day that I was very happy that I worked from home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Elliot and who you work for is the Quant Edge. Is We're going to be talking about all these great tools and whatnot. But they have betting and fantasy tools. They're a must-have for anybody with money on the line on Sundays. Can you give our gentle listeners the elevator pitch, basically, and let them know why they need Quant Edge in their lives. Yeah, well, the betting tool has been 36 and 19 since its debut. It's hot. 
Yeah, that's uh, 65%. So it's it's been crushing. I oh, will give you picks on every single game, as well as the ability for all you fantasy experts out there to change an individual player's projection. Say this weekend you think Carson Wentz is going to have a great game. You can see how that will impact the line and the probability of the Eagles winning. We have a bunch of unique tools. We have an injury tool where you can take any player off the field and see his impact on a team. Offensive linemen, defensive players, we can see Lane Johnson, how he affects Carson Wentz's yard per attempt or how he impacts the team's explosive run percentage. We have a wide receiver cornerback matchups where we break everybody down, not just by alignment, but by coverage type. Certain guys kill zone but struggle versus man. We have all those statistics. Everyone's route type, based whether it's a wide receiver, tight end, linebacker, safety, cornerback. If you're out there running routes or covering routes, we got all that information on people. Head-to-head tools, heat maps, uh, ability to compare a player versus matchup, see if maybe the Eagles really struggle deep left side of the field, and that's where Traquan Smith is running all of his routes. And then now you feel really good about that play. See how teams funnel targets to certain players. All the information you can need, plus 20 exclusive articles and podcasts a week, a chat. We just added NBA. We have UFC. We're going to continue to add more and more sports. And, you know, our, our subscribers continue to win money. So, you know, hop on over. You can use promo code Elliot. Get $10 off your first month of the betting tool and or of the fantasy tools and come win this money with us. Nice. Elliot, the one tool that really interests me is, is the wide receiver against uh, cornerback matchup tool. So can you kind of give a breakdown on what that might be saying? And we'll, we'll kind of talk about this Eagles and uh, Saints matchup uh, throughout this show as we talk about some of these things. But it looks like that Sidney Jones is off the injury report. It looks like it's going to be him and Rasul Douglas on the outsides. They're going to have to be dealing with the aforementioned Traquan Smith and the incomparable Michael Thomas, who is just lighting the league on fire this year. Is there something that you can tell us about what that tool would say about that matchup? Maybe something to look for? Yeah, I mean, you... And I'll let you know where Michael Thomas is moving all over the field. You know, he's lined up yeah. at the left wide receiver 46% of the time, right wide receiver 27% of the time, slot 26. So they've done a really good job moving him all around. He's only been targeted nine times this year where he didn't come down with a catch and his 87 targets. That's absurd. <laughs> Uh, like his a dots his a dots really low right it's just 7.6 he only is averaging double digits on three separate routes one's obviously a go route averaging 25.8 sorry average depth of target on the go routes his posts are 15.6 his crossers are 11.5 his most targeted route is the curl route Mm. he's 12 for 12 on out routes this year he only has one route with a wide receiver rating below 90, and it's a flat route where he's caught all three, but they've only gone for nine total yards. <laughs> so basically a check down, yeah. Yeah, he's been absurd. Sidney Jones has been um, – he's been about average, I'd say. Uh, according to our numbers, he's a lot, he's been targeted 24 times for 17 receptions, uh, has a 100 quarterback rating against yards per target about 6.1. So he hasn't really been beat over the top that much. Uh, he had the one touchdown he did give up was on a go route this year. So that'll be an interesting matchup for sure. We'll see how Sidney Jones, if they move him outside more because he's played a lot of slot corner. And, you know, I can say that Michael Thomas against man coverage this year has a 138.8 rating, uh, caught 20 of 22. Uh, the thing about Michael Thomas is any stat I give you, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be bonkers. He, he's best against press coverage, though. So this year, he's been in press coverage on 16.1% uh, of his targets. He's caught of 11 of 14 and has three touchdowns and a perfect wide receiver rating. Would you recommend this matchup? Would you like be slamming this? Is this like the chalk this week, basically? Yeah. Oh, Michael Thomas is the top play. I mean, the, the, the Saints at home, too. I mean, he sees five more targets per game. 
four and a half more receptions, 60 more yards at home. He's averaging 138.5 uh, yards per game at home, uh, a full touchdown per game. Michael Thomas, you know, if he catches everything they throw to him and they're going to throw it to him 12 to 15 times. Right. So Eagles fans, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I don't think you guys are shutting down Michael Thomas this week. And it, you're really just echoing the statements of me and Benjamin Solak when we previewed the Saints offense and we were gushing about Michael Thomas. So I'm glad for you to join in on that. And if Sidney Jones even holds up moderately well against Michael Thomas, as same with Russell Douglas, that'll be a big win for us. So some some QB matchups that I wanted to talk about or see what you had your thoughts on. Uh, I wanted to see maybe if there was a QB matchup that you like outside of like the obvious ones. Like, for instance, you know, the Rams Chiefs is going to be a big time shootout. And you're going to want to play a lot of guys from that matchup. If you say Drew Brees, just know that I think we've done a pretty good job on this network touting the virtues <laughs> of Drew Brees and what his day could look like against this banged up Eagles secondary. So is there a matchup maybe people aren't thinking about for a quarterback to kind of go off this week and uh, surprise people? I think there are a couple, and, and one might make you happy. I think Carson Wentz is in for monster fantasy games. Same, yeah. He's shown a, an incredible floor this year on FanDuel. I'm going to kind of exclude the first game where he was kind of getting his legs underneath him, but mm-hmm. five of six games, 20 or more points this year. The Saints are allowing 26.87 DK uh, DraftKings points per game, which is a sixth percentile score. They're giving up 8.83 yards per attempt. They're also giving up the most rushing touchdowns per game to quarterbacks. They're also a funnel defense, right? They yeah. they really shut down the run. Uh, they're going to force Wentz to throw. I think Wentz could have a big game. And the way you want to attack the Saints is in the slot and Eli Apple, right? P.J. Williams yeah. and Eli Apple. Despite the fact that P.J. Williams won Defensive Player of the, the Week for having a terrible week. You know, Golden Tate and Nelson Aguilar. I think yeah. this is the game why you got Golden Tate. Right. So I, I think he makes a lot of sense. And then uh, a tournament pl- – like, I think Dak Prescott's a good floor guy. But a guy I really like this week is actually uh, Matt Ryan. The Falcons are like the new Saints, and I guess the Saints are still the Saints. But in terms of like the home road splits, it's been everything for this Falcons team. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that Matt Ryan's arm is not what it used to be. Uh, And then the dome controlled situations, he's performed much better. The average Falcons score in home games this year is 62.8 total points on the road is 46 total points. Mm. Uh, Matt Ryan is averaging 9.9 yards per attempt at home compared to 7.1 on the road. Domes make a difference, dude. Domes make a big difference. They do the fast track. Uh, Byron Jones isn't going to shadow Julio Jones. Even if he does, he's Julio Jones. (laughs) I mean, it's amazing that fantasy football loves saying never Julio, despite the fact that he's on pace to break his uh, his previous record for yards in the season. <laughs> Matt Ryan has 16 touchdowns in five total uh, home games this year. He's averaging wow. over 32 uh, DraftKings points per game. He's the second quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes in the most 30-point games this year. You know, I really like Matt Ryan this week. So, dialing back to that wide receiver or cornerback tool, is there a specific matchup this week that really favors a wide receiver based on that matchup provided that you wouldn't necessarily uh, think of? For instance, you know, Michael Thomas against Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas is obvious to everyone. Uh, is there another wide receiver out there that isn't a top wide receiver that could see a favorable draw and see his numbers increase due to that tool that, that you guys use over there? So I'm going to get I want to give you one to start off. That's mm-hmm. he is a superstar receiver. Uh, your your buddy, Brad Kelly, would say he's the best receiver in the NFL. DeAndre Hopkins. Deon- yep. <laughs> First, the, the Redskins run primarily zone coverage this year. So far against zone coverage, he's caught 25 of 31 targets, averaging 13.7 yards per target, has a 140.3 wide receiver rating, and has two touchdowns. So he's murdered zone coverage, and he sees 37% of the targets 
uh, for the Texans with no Will Fuller on the field this year. Mm, He's going to get all the work, (laughs) all of it. And he could take over games, man. He's so capable of doing that. Him and and Watson have great chemistry, too. Yeah, but that's what Watson did at Clemson, too, right? Where he he just kind of... Narrowed in on Mike Williams and said, yeah. you're, one, you're one-on-one, so you're open. And he's done the same exact thing with DeAndre Hopkins, and I would expect it to continue this week. People are pointing out that Watson's not really throwing over 25 passes since his injury. But the way I look at it is, if he only throws 25 passes, Hopkins is going to get 12 of them at least. Right. And right now, Hopkins is too cheap on salary sites, and he's, he's not going to have a ton of ownership. And if he's going to get that kind of workload against a scheme that he's destroyed all year long, I think that's a fantastic play. Absolutely. Okay, so what about the guy that I might not see coming, uh, the non-elite wide receiver? Who's your guy this week? The funny thing is he's he was not an elite fantasy player, but I think he's an elite guy at what he does, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, yeah. So okay. The Giants have funneled targets to the opponent's wide receiver two this year. They're seeing 21% of the targets. Jackson Godwin may miss this game too. Jackson's mm. averaging over 120 air yards per game. He played his most snaps in three weeks last week, and the Giants get killed by explosive pass plays. I just feel like I'm, I'm mentioning all Eagles or former Eagle guys, but uh, you know, it's I great. think Jackson's in a great spot this week. No, it's great for the brand here. If you're looking, Elliot, for a punt play to make room on your daily fantasy lineup this week, are there some low-cost names or a specific low-cost name that you like that can allow you to fit the entire Chiefs and Rams roster into the rest of your squad? I think there are – I'm going to give you a couple mid price, a couple mid-price and a couple cheap guys. Okay. Kenny Galladay looks like Marvin Jones is going to be out. Like Ooh. That means like 60% of the air yards and 55% of the targets in the last four weeks are available. Mm. And he's already seeing 23% of the air yards and 19% of the targets. So he may just get everything, and he's he's way too cheap. And honestly, I think he's better than Bradbury, and I don't think Jackson matches up with him. He's more of a speed guy. Galladay has that size on him. Amari Cooper, Falcons are getting uh, beat by wide receiver ones this year. He's seeing a ton of volume. He's, he's only 5,400 on DraftKings. He's really cheap. And as long as he sees 43% of the air yards and 26% of the target, like that's too much, too big a piece of a pie for his price and what I think is going to be a shootout game. And then, you know, I'm going to go back to this Eagle Saints game. And I think there are two guys that I'm really intrigued by in this one. Uh, Traquan Smith, yeah. he's seeing 23% of the air yards. You can beat the Eagles over the top. They're pass funnel defense too. Uh, if they can take Michael Thomas away at all, Traquan could get a ton of work. I don't think they'll be able to do that, but Traquan Smith's five or six targets in the highest total game are going to be incredibly valuable targets, deep shots down the field. Mm. And I want to get your opinion on this one because he's a guy I'm pretty interested in. It's actually Nelson Aguilar. Mm. Now, we'll see what they do with Tate in terms of keeping Tate in the slot or outside, but the Saints are so bad against opponents wide receivers two and three wide receivers this year because of P.J. Williams and Eli Apple again. Last four weeks, Aguilar's seen 18% of the targets, 22% of the air yards. He only has one touchdown this season, but... We saw eight last year. I think there's a chance for positive regression. I think Wentz is going to throw 40-plus times in this game. And Aguilar is near min price on both sites, and he's going to play a majority of the snaps. I think Tate will take more away from Jordan Matthews than he will from Nelson Aguilar. So I, I like that call. And, you know, basically that Eagles-Saints game, I think, is the high, is the most likely game to shoot out. So it's the game I want the most exposure to. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking too with this game. And I would agree with you. When Tate came – 
before Tate came, there was a lot of talk about Nelson Aguilar's depth of target and how they were using him in a very reduced role from what we used him last year. They asked him to do some things in the short areas of the field and then make the play after the catch, which he wasn't necessarily excelling at at the level that he was last year. So they bring in Tate and what that frees up Aguilar to do, and he had a big catch uh, last week against the Cowboys, is it, it frees him up to work those intermediate to deep areas of the field, which is more towards the strength of his game. And in a matchup like this with a weak nickel corner that you're going up against, I really feel that Aguilar is going to be the play in this one. So I would ignore everything that you saw from Aguilar this year from like a week to week basis. And I would definitely go in on this one. Yeah. And the other thing is like when you look at his numbers last year on deeper routes, like crossing routes, he he had a 23.2 a dot caught 50% of his passes had a touchdown fades he had a 21.4 a dot caught 60 percent of his passes and had a touchdown yeah post 27.4 a dot caught 40 percent of his passes and a touchdown like he had a lot of big plays last year and they haven't really asked him to do that but i think that tate's underneath row will allow aguilar to get vertical more yeah definitely Okay, so those are some of the punts, and I agree with you on Amari Cooper as well. I mean, you see some of the stuff that I'm seeing about the separation that Dak was able to throw to. You know, they had those stats where what's the average separation that a wide receiver is getting? How often is a quarterback making tight window throws? And Dak isn't having to do that with Cooper because Cooper's just a natural separator. He was separating against Rasul Douglas and, and, you know, the Eagles secondary at absolute will because he's a fantastic route runner, and, you know, we can – make fun of if, if the first round pick was worth it or not and it's a little bit more expensive than it was when when they first did it but still you've got a very good player on the field and uh, I, I like what uh, he's been able to well I don't like it but I like the player <laughs> and what he's been able to do what else do we have for this week we could add in a tight end a couple of tight end punts Ooh, tight end punts are the sexiest things to me they really are because if you nail a tight end punt you're just like, boom, I've got the rest of the big time skill positions going. I can I can rock this week. Yep. And like last week is a great example where Zach Ertz wasn't on the main slate and then people loaded up on Travis Kelsey and then Kelsey doesn't do much. And Ricky Seals Jones at 2,900 <laughs> outscores Travis Kelsey. Right. And you are just soaring ahead of the field. And I'm going to go right back to Ricky Seals Jones this week because Byron Leftwich is starting to use him the way Bruce Arians did. Leftwich basically is like, if your name's not Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson, Ricky Seals-Jones, or Christian Kirk, get out. I don't want you. I'm not doing anything with you. Ricky Seals-Jones has seen 30% of the air yards, 23% of the targets. The Raiders are horrendous against tight ends, aver- allowing almost 100 yards per game to tight ends. So I, I really like that. Jordan Reed is too cheap. I just I don't know if we're going to get anything out of Jordan Reed because Alex Smith just doesn't. God, he's boring. I, just, I wouldn't I don't trust know. this Redskins offense anymore either. Right. I mean, I don't know if you saw the Bucks game, but that was some of the worst football I've seen this year from from either team. Yeah, well, that's not super surprising. I do need to say this. I've been saying it on all the podcasts this week. The fact that the Redskins haven't uh, had a lead change in nine games is the most absurd stat I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> really? Like, it's I all been static? Like once somebody gets a lead, it's, they, they don't surrender it no matter what Whoever has scored first in the Redskins game has not <laughs> surrendered a lead this entire season. Wow. That's wild. How is that even possible? That's what I said. Like I don't I don't understand how that happened. Like <laughs> it it blows my mind. Um so first one to score in that game wins. Uh and then the other guy who I hate as a player. Uh, I think he's terrible. 
Uh, Jeff Hireman. Mm. I guess that's mean. Okay, says mom's listening. I'm sure he's a very nice person, but I can confirm that his mom does listen to this podcast. <laughs> I talk with her a lot. Case Keenum's also bad, and I feel like they're like, let's be bad together. You know, he's yeah. seeing the same amount of targets as Emmanuel Sanders the last four weeks. He's seeing 28% of the targets with no Demarius Thomas on the field. The Chargers funnel targets to the tight ends, uh, the opponent's tight ends, more than any other team in the NFL. And when you look at like Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton, Sutton's going to have to beat Casey Hayward all day long. Good luck with that. Yeah. You know, and then King's been one of the best slot corners in the NFL. I think Sanders will win as many as King will win, but that's certainly not a great matchup. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they funnel targets to the tight end. The thing about Hireman is like he's not going to do much with the football, but if he gets 10 targets, you know, he's he's got a really good floor on a PPR site like DraftKings. What's a, a running back that you really look forward to this weekend? as far as what their matchup says for them. Yeah, well, I mean, if we're talking about st- the studs are all in great spots this week, whether it's Saquon Barkley, Melvin Gordon, right. Ezekiel Elliott. So mm-hmm. I don't think you guys need me to tell you about that. I think <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is a really good tournament play because everyone's going to go to those guys I just mentioned, um, and people are going to leave out McCaffrey, and he's playing like 100% of the snaps and getting seven targets a game. So I think he's got tournament upside. A couple cheap guys. Deion Lewis is far too cheap again. Yeah. He's going to play the Colts, who are giving about 10 targets per game to running backs. Uh, One of the highest weighted opportunity scores against. And Lewis has seen 19-plus touches three straight weeks, 70% of the snaps. He's going to be highly involved in that game. What's interesting about that is the fact that Derrick Henry was being shopped at the trade deadline, according to what was being said. And Lewis is eating into his snaps big time. And I, you know what? I'm going to pat myself on the back because I called that in the preseason. Deion Lewis fits this offense better than Derrick Henry, and he is a higher floor as a receiving option, and they should use him more on first down because you can pass to him on first down. It's not as big of a tell. So I am not surprised whatsoever that Lewis is really thriving in this offense, especially when it's so outside zone heavy, which does not fit Derrick Henry's skill set. Sorry to interrupt, Elliot, but I had to fit No, you're, I just I, I want to echo everything you just said. This <laughs> team does not fit Derrick Henry's skill set. Like People got really excited when he mashed the Chiefs in the playoff game, but that's what he was at Alabama too. Like You need to hand this guy the ball 30 times the game he's going to wear down the defense and quite frankly Derrick Henry's terrible within the first uh, yards of the line of scrimmage yep like he once once he gets five or six yards and gets that head of steam at his yeah. size he's a nightmare to bring down but he needs to really grind out a defense so he's not in play in fantasy I know he got two touchdowns last week but you even see Lewis get a lot of the goal line work Lewis is the, the superior football player and fits the scheme a lot better and you're seeing the Titans recognize that speaking of scheming Alex Collins this week, if Lamar Jackson plays, Mm. could smash because teams are petrified of Lamar Jackson. You see those zone reads where they're just they're all in on making sure Jackson doesn't keep and break it. And they're just leaving, you know, gigantic holes for Alex Collins to run through. And Collins is solid, man. He just he's he's not special, but he's solid. He does everything, you know, at at a base level. That's pretty darn good. Absolutely. When when Lamar Jackson's been on the field this year, the Ravens are averaging four point eight two yards per carry. Nice. When he's off the field, they're averaging 3.18. That's a big difference, man. Yeah, That's a, a big huge, deal. And the Bengals are a disaster of a defense. Oh, they you know, are. they're allowing nearly five yards per carry, 54% success rate allowed, eight targets per game to running backs. Collins isn't going to see many targets, but I'm not worried about Ty Montgomery coming over there. I think that impacts Buck Allen a lot more than Alex Collins. So, And then the last guy is Theo Riddick. 
I think is in play. His targets have gone up since the, since Tate's been gone, right? They're using him more in the slot and uh, yep. more as a receiver. And if no Marvin Jones again, he's basically going to be the starting slot receiver, and he's 4K mm. on DraftKings. Has a real good <laughs> shot to see 10 targets. And okay. Captain Mutterland is not very good. You're going to see a lot of Riddick and Carrion Johnson on the field at the same time this week, I think. Right. And then the guy that everybody's going to, but I'm not going to play, and I'm bringing it back to another eagle, is Josh Adams. Mm. He's real cheap. And people keep mentioning the fact that his snaps have gone up the last three weeks. They're they're still they were at thirty one percent last week. They were at twelve percent a few weeks ago. I don't trust Doug Peterson to give a running back a major workload ever. Yeah, he's very dedicated to playing two to three guys at all times. It seems like, and the Saints' run defense is just absurd. It's been so good this year. Uh, they're a hundredth percentile in rushing yards allowed, ninety eighth percentile in yards per carry, ninety fourth percentile in weighted opportunity against, and ninety fifth percentile in success rate allowed. And then you add in the fact that I think the Saints are going to be up in this game, and the Eagles are going to have to pass a lot. I, I don't think Josh Adams is. He would make sense if no one was on him, but when he becomes real popular, I don't know if he's going. I think it's a better idea to gain leverage on the field by fading him than playing him. I'm really interested. I, I wanted to do this myself, but how many what's the run pass ratio when Josh Adams is in there because to me he's a gigantic run tell like they do not leave him in on passing downs especially on third down so that's going to take away some of his opportunity as well and then they're using Smallwood and Clement as their third down backs and they haven't really committed to the you know they have the committee but and then sometimes when teams have that they'll go with the hot hand the Eagles aren't really doing that you know Adams will come in and bust off a couple of runs and then you get like two drives of Smallwood and Clement you really can't trust that backfield it's the same last year same with Blunt, Najai, like every every half, every first half at halftime, everybody on Twitter and Eagles Twitter was saying, where's Ajay? Where's Ajay? And then, you know, by the second half, they would shut up because Ajay would get like 12 carries in the second half. But, you know, whatever. That's neither here nor there. I just want to say that here at TQA, we have you covered. You want you said you want to know the, the run pass splits when Josh Adams on the field. Yeah. 60% run, 40% pass. When he's go. off the field, 63% pass, 36% run. Well, I guess okay. 63.2 and 36.8. But, yeah, that's a tell right there. <laughs> Thank you, man. See, they have everything there at Quant Edge. Uh, Elliot, tell us about the packages that you guys at Quant Edge have for those who, who are interested. And uh, I know you'll have a trial, too. You've got the promo code. I would highly advise people to check that out and uh, see if they're, if they're on the fence about it. Go try the trial out. If not, you can save some money by using Elliot's awesome promo code. Elliot, take it away. Yep. So if you use the promo code Elliot, E-L-I-O-T, you'll get $10 off your first month uh, for the fantasy tools. Or, or you can try out our betting tool as well, which again is 36 and 19 against the spread. Elliot will also get you $10 off the first month. You can use the promo code Elliot on both things if you'd like. The trial, like you mentioned, $6 for five days for the betting tool, $5 for five days for the fantasy tool. You get all the stuff we've talked about, the wide receiver cornerback tool, the injury tool, the head-to-head tool, lineup optimizers. You're going to get all those articles. You're going to be able to hop in the chat. I'll discuss lineups with you. I talk to these guys all day long. I'm in there an hour and a half before lock, uh, making sure that you feel comfortable with your lineup. And, you know, we have a ton of betting content as well. So, you know, I, I really would love if you guys come check out the quantedge.com. Give us a shot. And I think you won't be disappointed. And you guys don't just cover NFL, right? What are the other sports that you provide analysis and advice on? So, yeah. So if you sign up for the fan, uh, fantasy trial or the monthly, you'll get access to all fantasy related uh, tools and articles. So, You'll get NBA coverage. We have four pieces that come out every day. Our tools come out next week for NBA. We have UFC, which our guys have been absolutely crushing. And there's a ton of UFC on. There's a fight tomorrow night. There's a fight next week. Uh, we have DraftKings advice, betting advice on all that stuff too. And 
you know, we're, we're planning on rolling out baseball and the time comes. We're looking into golf, NASCAR. Basically, if there's a sport and you can bet on it, <laughs> we're, we're going to have you covered. That's awesome. Elliot, last question. Did we have a bet for a drink in Mobile, Alabama during the Senior Bowl? Because I have this feeling that we did and that you owe me a double tall Red Bull and vodka or did I just dream that? I, I, I'm honestly not sure. I, I, I could have sworn we discussed it at some point. I think you said you could out drink me or something. It was something along those lines. I, I know we talked about it, but I do not remember what it is. This is the problem with someone someone who bets as much as me. Yeah, <laughs> like I have to like I have to go back. I have to like the tweets if I bet on it, so I can go back and go check because I just have too many things going on that I completely forget. I think what we discussed is that you would be like the guy that would be able to uh, uh, hang with me since I developed a little bit of a reputation for my last trip there. That sounds yeah, well, more like in line with what we talked about. We're just gonna drink until we think running backs matter. You know, that's <laughs> that's, that's how we'll go. Beautiful, Elliot. Remind the listeners where they can find you on social media and all that good stuff. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Elliot Christ E L I O T C R I S T. Follow the Quant Edge uh, on Twitter at the Quant Edge. Also, if you just search TQE, it'll pop up there. Elliot, I appreciate you joining us today, man. Thanks. Thank you. Hello. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. we got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 